I am personally very grateful to be here this morning, and I have missed all of y'all, and I'm so glad to be back in the house of God. Man, I was itching to preach over these last two weeks, and uh, I just, you know, God is good, and the prayers of the saints of God are so precious and so wonderful. And I'm thankful for all of those who were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost over the last couple of weeks and baptized in Jesus' name. There is none other name, none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And I'm thankful to all of our ministers who preached and taught, Brother Colbreth, Brother Tierney, Brother Azalini, great evangelist that came through. We're thankful to all who ministered. We, we give God the praise for that. And, and uh, God is just good to us. He is just good to us. I want to read this morning from the book of Genesis chapter 11. I'm going to begin reading at the first verse. Can we give our worship team a great big hand? What a beautiful presence of the Lord is in this place. Thank the Lord. Amen. We thank God for our, our singers and our musicians who got up early and braved the elements and got here to, to be prepared to sing unto the Lord and to lead us in worship. Amen. And all of our greeters and Connect Point and Sunday school teachers, God bless each and every one of you. Amen. Genesis chapter 11, beginning with verse 1. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they ha all have one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing, nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. I want to read to you uh, also from the book of Romans chapter 8 and, and just one verse of scripture Romans chapter 8 I want to read verse 31 of the book of Romans chapter 8 Romans chapter 8 and verse 31 it's a, it's a beautiful verse of scripture and I want to read it to you today what shall we then say to these things if God be for us who can be against us Hallelujah. I want to just preach to you for a few moments this morning, my first Sunday back after COVID. I'm going to preach to you, if God be for us. If God be for us. Hallelujah. How many know God is for us? 
Hallelujah. It's more than a song. It's a statement of our faith. If God be for us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence that is so beautiful in this house. We thank you for the spirit of the Lord that has moved among us. And we pray that you will continue to move through the preaching of your word. Help us to receive of your word and of your spirit. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will cause us, Lord, to stand upon the high ground of your promise. And to move forward in Jesus' name with the blessing and the favor of the Lord. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Everybody say it again, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you in the name of the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I want you to, to know that we are on good track to begin our building of the new worship center and family fellowship center in the spring of 2021. Can we give God praise for that? That's a wonderful development. Amen. We have some more, uh, we have some more giving to do. The giving campaign continues, and we're going to reach our goals in Jesus' name. And I want to encourage you to continue to give as you had pledged unto the Lord. Go ahead and fulfill that commitment as you can and, and pray about how the Lord will lead you and guide you to, to give unto him. We've been in a season of sacrifice and 2021 is already looking so beautiful and so wonderful. God has great things in store for us. We've been looking at different buildings throughout the scriptures and and seeing some who, who were involved in construction work. Perhaps uh, no, one is more, uh, no one is more fascinating to consider than this man that we're reading about by the name of Nimrod. We're so glad to have Sister Tammy Barrick here from Cypress Grove Fellowship. Amen. Sister Caitlin Kovach's mother, God bless you. Amen. Nobody more fascinating in the scriptures than Nimrod, who was the king of Babel. He was from the land of Shinar. He was one of the architects of, of a great city in the scriptures, one of the, one of the very ancient cities recorded in history. And, and this man is known as a mighty hunter. The Bible said he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. He was... He was mighty in the earth. He had great capacity and great capability. And, and where we find him in this passage of Scripture was, was his leadership of a building project where that he rallied the people and they built a, a tower and a, the tower was designed to reach unto the heavens. It was actually perhaps the first skyscraper. I don't know how many stories high it was. I don't know how tall it was. But, but their desire was to build something large enough, high enough, big enough to reach the heavens. And so this was Nimrod's goal. And this was, this was what Nimrod began to do and it was so significant what he attempted to achieve that it it actually it actually gained the attention of God God 
was watching what Nimrod was doing. And the Lord took special note of the fact that they had come together and were going to build a tower to reach into the heavens. And God was actually was kind of impressed. He said, this is actually pretty amazing what they're doing down there. He said, as a matter of fact, in probably one of the most amazing statements in the Bible from the Lord, he said, nothing they imagine to do will be restrained from them. They can accomplish anything with the principles and the dynamics that they have mustered and are applying to this building project. He said, look, this, this is unlike anything any human being has ever done before. And, and, and there's nothing that they will be restrained from doing. He said, I want you to notice they have one language. The whole earth was one language. Now today, 2021, the earth is filled with many different languages. You can go to certain parts of the earth and, and speak with people and you will not understand them and they will not understand you because they grew up speaking a particular language. You grew up speaking a particular language and so you don't have the ability to communicate back and forth because the languages are different throughout the earth and that dynamic started in Genesis chapter 11. The Lord said they've got one language. The whole earth was one language. But then it said the whole earth was not just of one language, but the whole earth was of one speech. So not only was it one language, but it was of one speech as well. So, so the language is a difference between language and speech. Language is the lexicon from which people can, can uh, draw. It's the vocabulary that everyone has in common. It's, it's the reservoir of words and concepts and ideas that, are, that have been articulated that people can use to speak. But, but how they use that vocabulary and how they use that lexicon is a completely different story. That is where speech comes from. So it depends on how they use the language that they have. This particular group of people who created a, a place, a tower, a city called Babel, they were of one language, but not only were they of one language, but they utilized and leveraged that language to employ only one speech. They all spoke the same language and they all singularly focused and honed their speech in on a certain way of using that particular language. They didn't use every element of that language. They didn't use every word of that language. They were focused in what they said and how they utilized the vocabulary that they shared. They also said this. They said, let us make a name for ourselves. So they had one name. They had one language. They had one speech. And they had one name. They were people who were from Babel. They were Babylonians. They had one name. They shared one language. They spoke one speech. They had one name. They were building one city. 
And inside of that one city, they were building one tower that would reach unto the heavens. Jesus said one place, he said, let thine eye be single. What he meant by this was focus. Let your eye be focused. Don't be distracted by so many different things, but, but let your eye be singularly honed in on one thing. The Bible talks about one thing. The psalmist said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The apostle Paul said, this one thing I do, I count not myself as to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. One thing. As a matter of fact, when Martha was troubled about Mary not helping in the kitchen and clearing of the table, and instead Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus just listening and hanging on to every word that he spoke, Martha said, Jesus, tell her to come and help me. And Jesus said, Martha, you are careful and troubled about many things, but, but, but Mary hath chosen that good part that shall not be taken away. And it is one thing, he said, that is needful. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, it is one thing that is needful. It is one thing we should desire. It is one thing we should press toward. And Nimrod was able to gather and collect people to say, look, we've got to be of one language. We've got to be of one speech. We've got to be of one purpose. We're building one city. We're constructing one tower. We've got to have one name and God stood back and said, wow, this guy is innovative. There's nothing that those people cannot accomplish when they've got one language and one speech and one name and one city and one tower. There's nothing that can be restrained from them. He said they will build their tower. It will reach up unto the sky. They are capable of doing the thing that they are, that they are attempting to do. I tell you what, I'm going to go down. I'm going to mess it all up. I'm going to bring that tower construction to a halt. I'm going to stop it in its tracks. I'm going to make sure they don't build that tower unto the heavens. He said, I'm going to make sure that they don't accomplish the thing they are attempting to achieve. I'm going to confound their language. And the Bible says the Lord came down and confounded their language. They went to bed one night all speaking the same language. And when they woke up the next morning and tried to say, good morning. One person said, aloha. And the other person said, guten tag. And they said, what are you saying? They were speaking different languages. It was 
It was an amazing thing. God confounded their language and they weren't able to communicate the way they had communicated once before. The supervisor could not communicate to the employee. The superintendent could not communicate with the contractor and, and they were unable to, 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 to speak the language they had once spoken before. God said, I will not allow this to proceed one more inch. The whole thing is coming to a stop. They're not adding one more elevator. They're not adding one more floor. They're not adding one more piece to their foundation. It is done. It is stopped. It is over. There was nothing that could have been restrained from them. They had the power to achieve one of the most amazing human feats of the ancient days. And they couldn't do it because God was not for it. With one language and one speech and one name and one city and one tower and one belief. They believed that they could accomplish this on their own. They believed that they didn't need God. They believed that they could achieve it by human ingenuity, by human ability, by human innovation. And so that was their faith and that was their belief. And God stood back and said, you know what? If I didn't intervene, if I didn't get involved, there would be no stopping these people because there is no stopping a people who are united in their language, their speech, their name, their city, and their tower. And that's what the Lord knew. And the Lord intervened. I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We must have unity. We must have unity. We must speak the same language. Hallelujah. We must speak the same language at Tree of Life Church. We don't speak a multiplicity of different things just because we can. We have one thing we speak, and that is praise unto the Lord Jesus Christ. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. I will make my boast in the Lord. Hallelujah. Everywhere you walk in this building, there needs to be one language and one speech, and that is praise unto the King of kings and to the Lord of lords. It doesn't matter what department you're in. In that department, there's only one language in one speech he's holy he's worthy his name is Jesus and he saves to the uttermost it doesn't matter who's preaching behind this pulpit the same language and the same speech is going to come behind hallelujah come out of this pulpit he's holy he's worthy he's the king of kings his name is Jesus and he saves to the uttermost Hallelujah. When you meet somebody in the hallway, you make sure you're praising God. There's no gossip in our speech. There's no division in our speech. There's no hatred in our speech. There's no malice in our speech. There's no envy in our speech. There's no pride in our speech. There's no inappropriateness in our speech. Only praise, only worship unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We've got a little tradition that has been around the church for many, many, many years. And if you grow up in the church, it's very normal to you. But if you're just coming in and you're not used to it, you're not sure exactly what it may mean. But I grew up in the church, and it's very common to me for, to just walk up to somebody and say, Praise the Lord. 
that is interpreted hello how you doing praise the Lord now now in, in, in the common vernacular it, it, it's a command it's an admonition to just lift up your hands and praise the Lord hey praise the Lord but it actually just means hello how you doing what you're saying is I don't know how you're doing and, and I'm not really trying to tell you all how I'm doing but I'll tell you this he's worthy to be praised he's high and lifted up there's nobody like him there's nobody beside him there's nobody above him he's worthy well what have you been going through that doesn't even matter he's worthy to be praised what, what, what's, what's life thrown at you lately I don't really want to talk about it. He's just worthy to be praised. This is the language that we speak. We speak the language of the scriptures. And we use this language to form our speech. And the speech that we speak is, is the speech of life. It is the speech of abundant life. It is the speech of life eternal, life everlasting. It is the speech of faith and the speech of love. It is the speech of peace and the speech of hope. It is the speech of joy. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. That is our speech. That is our declaration. And there is no amount of weeping that will deter us from understanding that joy is coming in the morning I know weeping may have endured for much of 2020 but joy is here joy is here it's time to live in the joy of the Lord walk in the joy of the Lord embrace the joy of the Lord hallelujah thank you Jesus one speech from one language and there is one name Oh, hallelujah. There is one name. There is only one name. My name happens to be Joel. But that's not the name that's important. The name that is important also starts with a J. But that name is Jesus. And there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hallelujah. 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 Did you know that every knee shall bow? Did you know that every tongue shall confess? Did you know that everybody everywhere in heaven, on the earth and under the earth, is all going to bow and say, He is worthy. The name of Jesus is worthy. He is Lord to the glory of of God the Father his name is preeminent his name is above all his name is greater than any other name his name is mightier than any other name his name has the power to save from any sin his name has the power to save from any addiction his name has the power to lift the fallen from their fall to heal the broken of their brokenness that is the name that we magnify, and we must magnify that name. It's got to be front and center. It's got to be all in all. It's got to be above everything that we do. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's how we pray for the sick. It's how we bless our friends and family. It's how we love our neighbors. It's how we preach the gospel. It's how we baptize the sin-stricken. Hallelujah. It's the name of Jesus Christ, and there is none that is greater than that name one language one speech hallelujah one name glory to God one city hallelujah this is the city of our God it's the city of our God the city of 
the new Jerusalem. Hallelujah. The 12 foundations are of the apostles of the Lamb. Hallelujah. We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Glory to God. We are built upon the foundation of the message of the apostles. Hallelujah. And the prophets who foretold the coming of Jesus Christ. The prophets declared his first coming. The apostles declare his second coming. But all the the prophet said and all that the apostle said was all about Jesus Christ. He is the chief cornerstone of this city and when you came into the church, you came into a gathering of the faithful. You came into the general assembly and church of the firstborn. The spirits of just men made perfect. An innumerable company of angels. You came unto the church that is built upon the rock and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. This is where the people of God dwell. This is where the sanctified live. This is where the justified live. Those who have been made blameless and innocent by the blood of Jesus Christ live in the church. Don't, 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 don't leave the church. Don't get bitter at the church. You're going to get hurt in the church, but let the Lord heal you in the church. You're going to get your feelings hurt, but let the Lord heal your feelings. You're, it's going to happen because people are people are people are people. Whether they're in the church or in a bar, bar room, people are people. But in this house, there's blood that will heal every wound. In this house, there's love that that will forgive every sin in this house. Hallelujah. There's redemption and there's wisdom and there's righteousness and there's sanctification in the house of the Lord. That's what you came into. You came into one city. This isn't like any other city. The church isn't like any other city. We don't have the tumult of other cities. The church doesn't have the, the, the violence of other cities. The church doesn't have the rancor and the hate and the angst that you see in so many cities of our world. It's the church of the firstborn. It's the city of our God. It's a heavenly Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beautiful for situation. Is Mount Zion on the sides of the north, the city of our great king? Ha, I'm talking about the church. This is what Abraham was looking for when he went looking for a city that hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He wasn't looking for Cincinnati, and he wasn't looking for Louisville, Columbus, or Indianapolis. He wasn't looking for Chicago, Detroit, or Cleveland. He was looking for the church. He was looking for a city that has foundations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And yes, we're building a tower. We're building a tower. We're building a tower. They said in the book of Genesis, Nimrod said, he said, I want to build a tower lest we be scattered upon the whole face of the earth. He was fearful that there would come some force that would scatter them upon the face of the earth. And it ended up happening just as he feared. Because he leaned on his own understanding and not upon the wisdom of God. 
He made of himself a great name. Instead of magnifying the name of God, he said, lest we be scattered upon the face of the whole earth. Let me tell you something. We are building a building. We are building a tower. This building that we're building, I've said it many times, it's not the church. You are the church. This is a tool that we are purchasing. It is the most expensive tool we have ever purchased in the history of our church. And it has been a process, and you have been faithful in your giving. Continue to be faithful in your giving. We're not building this so that because out of, we have some fear of some calamity to come. We are building this because the people of the earth are scattered upon the face of the earth. And they need a place where they can come and find refuge for their soul. They need a place where the people of God do dwell. They need some place where they can find the goodness and the glory and the grace of Almighty God. I think of my good friend, uh, Bobby Carter. Bobby Carter is the pastor of Zion Tabernacle in Kokomo, Indiana. And he's a wonderful man of God doing a great work. They're getting ready to build a building in Kokomo, Indiana. They're having great revival. Brother Carter is the pastor of this great church where I grew up. But that wasn't always the case. He was walking down the street lost and undone without hope, without God in this world. He was covered with the signs of his sin. And he was walking down the sidewalk of Indianapolis, Indiana by Calvary Tabernacle where my grandfather pastored for 30 years. And, and Brother Mooney was the pastor at the time. Brother Carter was just a young teenage kid. Didn't know anything about God. Didn't know anything about the church. But as he walked by this church, this, this building, I'll say this tower. As he walked by, he said, something spoke to me and said, walk into that building. He said, I didn't know God. I didn't know the voice of God. But something said, leave this sidewalk you're walking on and walk into that building. And he just walked into that building. And as he walked into that building, he walked into a company of people who were filled with the Holy Ghost. A company of people who had had their sins washed with the blood of the Lamb. He walked into a company of people who knew what it was like to be lost, yet to be found. Who knew what it was like to be blind, yet now they see. They welcomed him into the company of people. They brought him into the city. They brought him into the tower. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name. He repented of his sins. Today, he's anointed of God, pastoring a great church in Kokomo, Indiana, leading the people of God into new dimensions of faith and revival. I'm trying to tell you that's why we're building this church we're building it so those who are scattered can come they can come to the tower they can come to the city of god 
They can come to a place where people who are forgiven live and love. A place where people who have been redeemed live and love. A place, hallelujah, where people have been set free from every kind of chain of bondage. Listen, if you've got some kind of a bondage in your past, don't you be ashamed of it because God has delivered you from it and he needs you to be an example in his church that anybody can be delivered from that bondage. There are going to be people just like you with your same fears and your same tears and your same hurt and hate and brokenness and bitterness. And they need to see you with uplifted hands, a soul cleansed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. One language, one speech, one name, one city, one tower. That's why we're building this building. I'm going to tell you something. Nimrod had quite a project. He had these people all understanding the same language. He had these people utilizing that language for the purpose of one speech. There were certain parts of that language they'd leave out because it didn't and wasn't conducive to their goals of building. So they would narrow what they said to one speech. And they utilized it to make one name for all of them. And they built one city. And they constructed one great tower. And God said, nothing shall be restrained from them. They can accomplish anything that they imagine to do. And I'm going to tell you something. Anybody, I don't care what their cause is. Anybody who has one language, one speech, one name, one city, and one tower, they can accomplish anything they set their mind to. And God said, the only X factor that could complicate their efforts is if I am against it. I'm going to tell you something. We can raise all the money we want to raise. But if God is against it, nothing will come of it. We can can saturate the market with whatever kind of advertising we want to saturate the market with. But if God is against it, nothing is going to come of it. We can build whatever kind of building. We can pour money. We can hire the best contractors, architects. We can hire whoever we want to lay hold on this and implement their expertise. But if God is against it, nothing shall come of it. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. This is why you don't need to lose faith and lose heart in times of uncertainty when the enemy starts coming in like a flood. Because if God is against it, it will not last. I said if God is against it, it will not last. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against the enemy. We put our faith in the Lord. If God is against, listen, I want to tell you, what what is God against? That's a good question. What is it that God is against? The Bible teaches us, both James and Peter wrote in their epistles these words. They said, God resisteth the proud. 
I'll tell you what God is against. He's against pride. He's against human pride. When people start thinking they can do it on their own, God resists it. You haven't met resistance like the resistance of God. There's no devil in hell who has ever resisted you like God can resist you. There's no demon from the pit that can resist you the way God can resist you. When the devil resists, yeah, that's, that's a little unnerving sometimes, but submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yeah, you can, you can trample the lion and the adder under your feet. The young lion and the scorpion, you can put them under your feet. You can take up any deadly thing and it shall not harm you. You can drink any deadly thing and it shall not harm you. Ladies and gentlemen, the devil has no power over you but if God resists you oh, that's why husbands you better love your wife and love your family or God will resist you wives that's why you need to love God love your husband love your children because God will begin resisting you God will put up a wall of fire against you if you are going in the wrong direction God resisteth the proud but he giveth grace to the humble. He giveth grace to the humble. Nimrod, you've got everything just right. You have one language, one speech, one name, one city, one tower. You've got the most brilliant people working for you. Everybody understands the vision. Everybody's on the same page. Everybody's speaking the same language. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. It is immaculately administered. There is no flaw. It is functioning at a high level. It's a well-oiled machine, but God is against it. And if God is against it, it's going nowhere. But if God be for it, hallelujah, but if God be for it, tell me who, hallelujah. You know, I want to go back to this passage of Scripture because that's not the only time that the apostle mentioned who in Romans chapter 8. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? He goes on to explain and to ask, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he begins to list a variety of potential who's. This is like whoville. It is a, a list of potential who's that could separate us from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. If God be for us, who can be against us? That's a real question. I want to know who. He starts listing some things that could possibly come against us. Persecution or distress or tribulation or nakedness or famine or peril or sword. He goes on to say maybe death or life or angels or principalities or powers or things present or things to come. Height, depth, any other creature. None of it shall be able to separate us. 
God resisteth the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. You know how you're humble before God? How does a church exhibit humility before God? Let me tell you how a church exhibits humility before God. Number one, that church is a repentant and prayerful church. It's a prayerful church because we know we can do nothing without God. We believe those red letters that tell us without me, you can do nothing. We believe it doesn't matter how talented we are. It doesn't matter how skilled we are. It doesn't matter how much ability or how much money. It doesn't matter without him. We can do nothing. You're going to find us on our face before God. Seeking him with all of our heart and all of our soul and mind and body. Praying, humbling ourselves, turning from our wicked ways, calling out to the mighty God. That's humility. Because we know we need him. We need his anointing. God let me have a, about a 20 second pause in a sermon one day to let me know what it would feel like to try to preach without him. I'd never experienced that before. That particular day, I just scrambled and ran all day long and didn't have time to really study or prepare or pray. And, and I walked to that pulpit in the back of my mind. I would have never said this out loud, but in the back of my mind, I thought, it's okay. I've done this before. I can preach. I know how to do this. God will be there. He'll anoint. And I stood up in that pulpit, and, 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 and I started in. And all of a sudden, my mind went blank. My tongue stopped. Everything came to a screeching halt. And for 20 seconds, I stood there without knowing what else to say. When I got done with that message, I came away just rattled and shook. I said, God, what, what was that? And he said, oh, you can do this by yourself, can you? You can just do this. You can just pull this off. You didn't need to pray today. You didn't need to seek me today. You just got this figured out, do you? I'm going to tell you something. I don't have any of it figured out. And you don't have any of it figured out. And none of us have it figured out. We need God when we wake up in the morning until we lay our head to rest. We need God. We need his anointing. We need his power. We need his grace. We need his blood. Yes, we do. A humble church is a praying church. A humble church is a church that preaches the truth. It's a church that preaches the truth. We're not arrogant to think we've got another way that leads to salvation. We're not arrogant to think we've got another plan that can lead to life everlasting. No, we repeat, we preach repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost evidenced by speaking in other tongues. We believe in one God. He's holy. And he makes us holy. And we're to preach his gospel to the whole world. Yeah, a humble church is a church that preaches the truth. God will give grace to the humble. A humble church is a forgiving church and a loving church. People who forgive and love and don't hold on to grudges. And don't look side-eye at people regardless they are people who love and love God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is a humble church. A proud church. A proud people of any sort. God will resist our efforts if we manifest pride. But I want you to know if God be for us, tribulation cannot come against us and succeed. 
distress cannot come against us and succeed, persecution cannot come against us and succeed. Are you hearing me? Does somebody believe what I'm preaching to you? Hallelujah. Famine, nakedness, peril, or the sword. Hallelujah. Death 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 can't come against us and succeed life the issues of life cannot come against us and succeed angels principalities powers nor things present nor things to come listen that's the worry I don't know what's coming doesn't matter nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ nay and all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us if God be for us who can be against us? Hallelujah. Height, depth. Now here you're going to find the coronavirus. Nor any other creature. None of it shall be able to separate us from the love of God. <laughs> Which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, you know why we're going forward with our building program? If God be for us. Nothing can come against us. You know why we're going to build this thing in Jesus' name? If God be for us, nothing can come against us. You know, you know I, I, I was thinking, Brother Jordan, as, as I was uh, dealing with this pandemic, I, I, and I actually found myself saying, you know, I, I actually don't have anybody that I can go talk to to say, what did you do when you went through a global pandemic? Because it just wasn't quite the same. and Nobody's ever dealt with anything like this before. And so it's, 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 a, it's a challenge to try to pastor through this. And, and I thought, I don't, even have, I don't even have anybody that's ever been through this. And the Lord said, yeah, you do. You got somebody that's been through this. And he brought my mind back to my great-grandfather who was doing the work of God in the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 where 50 million people 50 million people died around the world. And in the United States, it was 650,000, which is a far greater percentage than, than in 2020 and 2021 per capita. And, and so it was a massive pandemic. And they didn't have the medicines then that we do now. And he said, your great-grandfather preached this gospel all through the Spanish flu pandemic. And I started thinking, what was he doing in 1917, 1918, 1919? was doing. He was preaching this gospel in underground churches. He was preaching the name of Jesus and baptizing people not only through the threat of the pandemic, but through the threat of, of religious persecution, Armenian genocide and communist revolution in, in the former Soviet Union and he was preaching the gospel in underground churches where he was forbidden to preach the gospel and God said, you've got somebody you can look to and understand Everything is going to be all right. Tree of Life Church, shake this thing off. Any kind of fear you have in the name of Jesus Christ, God has anointed us. God has blessed us. Nothing shall separate us. Nothing shall be able to succeed against us. We're going to build a city and a tower for the Lord. We've got one language, we've got one speech, we've got one name, we've got one city, we've got one tower, and we've got God on our side. God is the only one who could prevent what we're doing. 
And he's got his big broad shoulders behind us pushing us in Jesus' name into the future. Hallelujah. I want to ask you to do three things. One, I want to ask you to continue to make your commitment. We've got a few months left in our capital campaign. 2020 was a challenge. It, it was a challenge. People were challenged throughout 2020. But we've turned a corner. And we're going to give unto the Lord. I want, you to, I want you to say, Lord, help me to make my commitment that I made to you in 2018. Amen. I believe we're going to raise another $700,000 over the next five months in Jesus' name. Anybody believe with me and agree with me in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. And I want you to, I want you to pray, Lord, put it on my heart what I should give. Place it upon my spirit. Place it in my spirit. Speak to my mind something to give, to push us into that, into that building phase in 2021. And then I want, I want you to do this. I want you to be willing to make a sacrifice. Make a sacrifice, a financial sacrifice. And do it according to the blessing of the Lord. How many have been blessed in 2020? Come on, let's see a show of hands. I want to see a show of hands. How many have been blessed in 2020? Hallelujah. Do you know that nobody predicted that? Do you know everybody said that wasn't possible? Do you know that everybody said that's just simply not going to work? But look at God. If God be for us, who can be against us? And out of a heart of thanksgiving, I'm going to do it. And I'm asking you to do it. Over the next few months, let's say, Lord, put it in my spirit. I'm going to make another sacrifice. And I'm going to give unto the Lord in Jesus' name. And we're going to enter this building strong and we're going to fulfill our commitment and the pledge we made unto the Lord because nothing that comes against us will succeed height, depth, death, life principalities, powers famine, nakedness, peril, sword distress, none of it or any other creature coronavirus or any mutation of it nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ on, if you believe it, lift up your hands and your praise unto God in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If God be for us, if God be for us, come on, in the name of Jesus, lift up your voice unto the Lord. Lift up your voice unto the Lord. Lift up your voice unto the Lord. Come on, give him praise right now. Give him praise right now. Give him praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, lift up your hands with me in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I give you praise, Lord. 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 I thank you, precious Jesus. I thank you, precious Jesus. I thank you, precious Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. 
Hallelujah. There came a sound from heaven, heaven that filled the place where they were sitting. Cloven tongues sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Hallelujah. And they spoke in all these different languages, but they were saying the same thing. They were glorifying God in various kinds of tongues. Let me tell you something, what God has done for the church. He has given us our language. He has given us our speech. He has given us His name. He has given us this city. And the name of the Lord is the strong tower. And the righteous run into it and is safe. I've come to tell Tree of Life Church, if God be for us, nothing can stop us. Nothing can stop us. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you see through that window out there? Can you just look out that window? If you can, if you can't, that's all right. Just look to the wall. And, and hallelujah. Enjoy that view because that's not going to be like that very much longer. Hallelujah. In just a couple of months, the foundations are going to begin being laid. Just a couple of months, there's surveys and site work, and, and there's going to be work construction. Get ready. Now, listen, I don't want to hear nobody complaining when they come driving in and have to drive around construction stuff because it's going to be that way for about 12 months. All right? No, we're going to have a no-complaint department. All right? This, this is the complaint department right here. You bring every one of the complaints right here and give it to God. He'll take every one of them. Because it's going to be a little different. You're going to have to drive in. You're going to see, you're going to see backhoes. You're going to see all kinds of different construction equipment. You're going to see the, the materials that go into the building. And you're going to have to drive. Now, we're going to do it right. We're going to do it well. We're going to make sure people can get in and out quickly and safely and efficiently. But I'm ready for it in Jesus' name. The Lord has moved upon my heart to give and to continue to give. He blessed us to be able to satisfy our commitment. And we thank Him for that. We give Him praise for that. But He said, don't stop giving. Just keep giving. So we're going to, personally, we're just going to keep giving unto the Lord. Because I want to see this building built. I want to see souls saved. I want to see people come into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If God be for us. If God be for us. If God be for us. Hallelujah. Come on, lift your hands with me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Jesus. Jesus. Their children and their children in His favor be upon you and a thousand generations in your family. Your Beside you, all around 
Yes, Lord. Come on, that's it. There's faith rising. There's faith rising. Go ahead and praise the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Yes, Lord. Generations. Hallelujah. And your children. 
And their children, and their children. Oh, his presence on his favorite Your family, your children, and their children, their children. May his presence go before you. Go ahead and lift that praise unto God right now. Go ahead and lift that praise unto God right now. <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, that's it. The Holy Ghost is moving in this house. The Holy Ghost is moving in this house. If you need deliverance right now, I want you to, I want you to reach out for the deliverance of God in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let that praise flow. Let that praise flow. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 How many know God is blessing you right now? How many know God is blessing you right now? Come on, lift up that praise unto God. I thank you, Jesus, for your blessing. I thank you, Jesus, for your blessing. I thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your graciousness. Ah, yes, Lord. I thank you for your healing. I thank you for your healing power. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Go ahead and praise him with all of your heart. Praise him with all of your soul. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 